Hey there, this is the last lesson in module number four, American English prosody. And today we are going to talk about effective practice because it's one thing to understand everything, it's another thing to make it your own. I'm going to teach you my favorite and my most effective practice technique, three of them to be exact, and we're also going to talk about how to analyze speeches. So I'm going to show you how I analyze speeches. It's a lot of fun. And again, it's so extremely valuable and effective because you really understand the ins and outs of spoken English that way. So let's begin with the three effective intonation practice techniques. Of course, it's relevant for practicing pronunciation as well, but it's extremely important to use these practice techniques when working on intonation and prosody. So the first one is read out loud. I might have said that before, but I want to give you some, some very specific guidelines as to how to do that and what to focus on and why it is so important. Because first of all, it is leveraging an, a situation where you're anyway doing something passively and you're tun turning it into an active practice, right? Because the more you read books, emails, listen to podcasts, all of that, like that's all great, but it's not going to improve and open the channels of your spoken English. And that's what we're here for, right? To improve your fluency and, and your confidence in speaking. We're doing it through understanding, you know, pronunciation and prosody and all of that. But at the end of the day, you just want to be able to communicate freely. So reading out loud is a great opportunity to leverage a situation where you're anyway reading a text into a good, effective practice opportunity. That's why when you read out loud, when you do this exercise, you can do anything. So it can be an email or a book that you're reading, an article, anything that you come across, a script, whatever it is lesson plans that you need to, to work on. And so you choose a text and you set the timer for five minutes. I'm, I'm saying five minutes because it's really not a lot. I feel like people can commit to that. I still feel it has impact. If you do it every single day for five minutes, it's really not a lot. And it doesn't become overwhelming because let's say one day you're eager, you're motivated and you're like, okay, I'll do it. And then you end up doing it for 15 minutes and you see the value of it. But the following day you're like, oh no, it took me a long time. It did, like, it was really taxing and took a lot of energy out of me. I'm not going to do it again. But five minutes will make it consistent. So I'm saying stick with five minutes, set the timer, even if you want to do more. Okay. If you want to do more, do other things after. So set the time timer for five minutes and read out loud. Now, I want you to, when you do that, don't just like read it and that's it. Focus on one element of speech at a time. So whether it's rhythm, reductions, content words, your melody, making sure you're not stressing too much, making sure you're not monotone, applying, using your R's, using your THs, but one thing. You have to know what your goals are from this reading even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just an email, and to make sure that you're nailing it, or at least you're making an attempt at changing something. If you're just reading out loud without goals, right, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot less effective and kind of meaningless. It's not going to get you results, okay? Because you won't be able to say, oh, I was better, or I did well, I didn't succeed, because it was just like, I read it, check. Okay, good. So you succeeded here, but
but did you accomplish what you set out for yourself to do? So if it, if it is focusing on the R's, then you know. You can even record yourself and listen to it, but like you have something tangible to, to check yourself, to test yourself if you've succeeded or not. Okay, so focus on one element of speech at a time. And you know, like every time you get stuck, a lot of times like you start reading and sometimes it goes perfectly and smoothly and no issues here. And then all of a sudden there are these sentences where you look, you know, you get stuck and you try it again. Don't just like get past it and continue being like, thank God I'm done with it. No, remember those struggles, those challenges, these are your golden moments because there is something there. Maybe you're aware of what it is. Maybe you're not that is preventing you from, from doing it smoothly, right? And you need to grab that something and dismantle it completely. If you know what it is, then, then practice the transitions or practice pronouncing that tricky word. But if you don't know what it is, just do it over and over and over again until you overcome it, until you say it with flow. I can tell you that from years of memorizing texts and practicing, like parts of it would be like so easy for me and then I'd be like, oh, I got this. And I would always want to go back to these parts, but I would always bring myself only to the parts that are harder for me that challenge me, that like make me feel so frustrated and, and sometimes like feel like I, I won't be able to do this. But like mastering it is allowing you to master the skill of, of, of pronunciation, of fluency, of prosody, of everything that we're talking about here. So, so focus on the challenging parts and go back to them over and over and again. Don't read the whole paragraph over and over again. That's worthless. Again, don't waste your time. Focus only on the things that are challenging for you until they're long, no longer a challenge. And then that's how you reach a breakthrough because look, when you have a lot of moments like these, you'll start noticing that you have less moments like these and reading it and doing it every day for five minutes. Honestly, it's not a lot. It's the time like you open your phone to check your messages and it takes you 10 minutes, right? Just because you end up doing a whole other bunch of things. So do less of your phone and Instagram and Facebook and do more of that reading out loud, especially if you read an interesting book about how to be a better human being. Okay. The next practice technique is honestly my favorite. My students who have done this, they report incredible results. Doing it accurately will get you incredible results. Half-assing it, not really doing it, will not. Okay, we'll get you some results, but not incredible. And we want, we want incredible. And again, this is something that shouldn't take you more than six minutes a day. And I'm not just talking about now during the program. I know you have a lot of things on your mind, but it's something for life. When you want to prepare for something, for a presentation, for a job interview, for a meeting, this is the technique, the practice technique that you should be using. Step one is to choose a topic. If it's a meeting that you need to prepare, then, then the beginning of how you're introducing your, your opinion or, or the subject or the beginning of your presentation. It could be a general introduction about yourself, who you are, what you do in life, a job description, great for job interviews, your, your history, your education, right? So you can choose a topic, you can put all of that and then write bullet points to help you get clear on what you're talking about. Okay. So write the bullet points. Do not, I repeat, do not write a script. 
it defeats the purpose of free speech, fluency, spontaneity, word retrieval. This is what we're trying to practice here. So this exercise is not just for intonation, it's, about, it's for fluency as well. So write the bullet points to help you get clear on what you want to do. So let's say, say my name, where I'm from, what I do, how I got to do that, my business, my goals, where I see myself 10 years from today. So these were, would be my bullet points and then I'll give you this whole spiel about myself. Now, the first day you record a video, a three minute video of yourself talking about this, three minutes. If you run out of things to say, then just stare at the camera and wait until the three minutes pass. It's really important. If you get stuck, keep going. Be stuck, look at the camera, at your phone, whatever, until the words come back or start again, but do not pause the video and start again. You will go down the rabbit hole of like making a thousand recordings for one day. It defeats the purpose. Three minutes a day. That's all I'm asking you for, but I want you to do it the way I'm, I'm telling you. So you, you hit play, you hit stop after three minutes, whatever happens in the middle, that's it. It belongs to you and the universe and God. Okay. And your phone. So, so the, what I'm trying to do is don't worry if you get stuck. We take into consideration that you're going to get stuck. This is the assumption that you're going to get stuck. But what happens, what you're doing as you get stuck, that's what matters. And these three minutes give you the space to do that without Googling anything, without being stuck with yourself. Why camera? And if you can't film yourself on camera, yes, you can make a recording, but I highly encourage you to, put, to, to use the camera because this visual feedback is so important. We're looking at your performance on video is extremely, extremely uh, more significant than just listening to the audio. Although that's a good compromise. Okay. Now, um, why making a video? Because that's the closest thing to speaking in public when you're on your own, because you are more engaged, you are more concentrated. You do have this nervous energy going in your body when you make a video, right? And this is something that you might experience as well when speaking to other people. If you get stuck, keep going. Remember the places where you get stuck. These are golden moments that indicate that something is missing there. There is a word that you're losing. Like you need to retrieve it. It will come to you, but let it sit with it. Okay. By the end of the three minutes, you hit pause. You put the phone on the side, you go and do your thing. The next day you wake up, brush your teeth and you watch yesterday's video. You can do it at night too. The first thing I'm asking you to do is to let go of all judgment because people don't like to listen to themselves. Now you, you might have already started recording yourself and listening to yourself, but speaking about yourself is very, very inhibiting, not for a good reason, right? But, but a lot of people do deal with the imposter syndrome and I don't even have something important to say. These are valid feelings that you need to look at and see why that happens, but then say, thank you. And you're, you're in my way right now. I need to improve and please take the back seat, right? I can't listen to you right now because you will judge yourself. You will not like your voice. Our voice always sounds different from the video or from the recording than how it sounds in our heads, because obviously you have all these places for the voice to echo and it's not the same when you listen to it. So acknowledge it. 
learn to love it. Then once you let go of all judgment, then you need to give yourself like, think like you're a coach and you're listening to a really good friend and you're saying, okay, it was okay, but if you only paid attention to this, this and that, it would be a lot better. And then you give yourself those three points of improvement. It can be a better word to use, a complex sentence that you could have said in, in like three words, um, intonation patterns. Let's say you felt like you're not stressing words at all, or you were stressing too many words. Maybe the level of your voice, maybe you were too quiet. Maybe you were too fast. Maybe you, your R slipped, even though you've been practicing them nicely. And then you're, you're saying it. You're doing them so well in the exercises, but here all of a sudden you went back to your native R. So all of these things, but only choose three, even two. Okay, if these are big two. Be very specific because then you're gonna have to record it again. Three minutes, focusing on those points. So it can be both in terms of content, like everything, content or performance, how you pronounce things but you're able to observe your performance, give yourself feedback and change it on the spot. And then you record it again and you do that for seven days in a row. Even without doing it, I know you know in your body that the seventh video is going to be a lot better than the first video. And here's the thing. Now, every time you either introduce yourself, talk about your, your job or talk about your education or whatever topic you choose, it will be much better. Whatever topic you choose to discuss, doing this exercise will make it better for life. Okay. Cause you don't forget these kind of things. If you repeat the same story seven times, you won't go back to, to stage one. Okay. But you got to follow my guidance, do it exactly as I told you. And then this is how you can prepare for meetings, prepare for, um, for, for talks, for job interviews, whatever it is, or just, you know, for you to be able to introduce yourself with confidence without feeling like, oh, I don't know what to say. And every time you, and this is why I don't want you to write a script because things will come up. All of a sudden you'll think of more things to say or better things to say or more interesting things to say. And you'll drop some of the things that were boring and redundant. So this is my second practice technique. I love it. And I really want you to love it too and accept everything that it brings, because it will kind of like expose some things that you don't want to face, but facing them will help you reach that breakthrough. Let's go on to practice technique number three, analyze and imitate. You know, I've heard of so many people who have acquired a flawless American accent simply by choosing an accent idol and uh, working with a lot of imitation exercises, doing a lot of imitations, like really hearing their voices in their heads and, and like mimicking all their speech patterns and voice and all of that. So this is just to show that this is a highly effective technique. So how do we do that? First of all, you have to choose a speaker that you like. I do recommend for males to choose a male speaker and for females, a female speaker that has sort of the same voice. So if you have a really high voice, don't choose someone that has a really low voice and doesn't have your speech patterns and, um, or vocal patterns, uh, someone that you resonate with or someone that inspires you. So choose a speaker that you like, and then find a place where they speak and you have the script like a Ted talk or a movie, 
um, or a movie script from a TV scene or a movie scene, right? And uh, download the script and then listen to the speaker and write your intonation notes, right? So the first thing you do is you kind of like listen to a line, you play a line and then you write all your intonation notes. Like you, uh, you mark the stress words or you put them in bold and then you reduce the less important words. You can divide it into thought groups. Um, you can circle THs and Rs or all the words, all the sounds that are tricky for you or mark them in a different color if you're working with a Word doc. You need to make the script visual, right? The visual representation of the spoken version, okay? And then every time you read a line, you repeat it after, paying attention to all those little notes. In fact, I prepared for you a short clip where I analyzed a speech from an interview that I found online. So I'm gonna show that interview to you and I'm gonna show you how I do this speech analysis. And we're gonna do that throughout the program a lot, right? So this is just the first um, example of how we do that. And I want you to be able to do that as well. Okay, so let's watch it. So first of all, I'm gonna play the part that I picked. So let's, let's take it back to the cornerstone of your work, which is really a piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. And through your wide array of characters, you morph across gender and age and ethnic barriers. Can you share how this all began? Okay, so let's start dividing it into chunks. So intuitively, and as if I listen to the recording, she absolutely does it. Let's take it back is one chunk, one unit. Then the next uh, chunk or breath group would be to the cornerstone of your work, right? And therefore, okay, it's already uh, organized here, but as you can see, this would be a separate sentence. Then she says something like, which is really a piece of it. I feel like she added this part, right? She was reading from a note, so which is really about being culturally. So I would say this is a separate unit which is really a piece of it, is about being culturally inquisitive. This whole thing is one phrase. And through your wide array of characters, I would say this whole thing is one chunk, this whole thing, and through your wide array of characters, you morph across gender. Now we have and, so I can take a little pause before, or I can treat it as if it's one phrase, and age and ethnic barriers. And then of course, can you share how this all began? This would be one sentence. So this is the first thing I would do. The second thing is look at each chunk and analyze it like we did in the exercises before. What are the content words? What are the function words? So before even listening to the, to the recording again, let's look at the phrases. Let's take it back. So we said that content words are stressed. So we're gonna mark them in bold, content words. Let's back. Now, do we also wanna stress take? Let's see. Let's take it back, too many stresses. So I would probably do something like, let's take it back. And here, so first of all, you know what? First of all, we're only gonna focus on content words. So we have let's and back. 
And then the second phrase is I have the word cornerstone and work, right? So I'm probably going to mark both of them. To the cornerstone of your work, which is really. So all as I said, this is kind of like a transitional phrase. Really is an important word in this phrase, so I'm probably going to mark this in bold, which is really. In this phrase, the word peace is going to be higher in pitch. A piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. So again, the phrase at the end is probably going to be stressed. Again, following the rule of the last content word of the phrase or the sentence. And notice that we have a descriptive phrase here, culturally inquisitive, which means that the word inquisitive is going to be a little higher in pitch, a little longer than the previous word, culturally, that describes inquisitive is about being culturally inquisitive. And then we have, and through your wide array of characters, so what do you think the stress words are here? I would probably go for wide, maybe through a little bit stress, and through your wide array of characters, definitely characters, again, the last content word of the sentence or the phrase, and then we have morph, which is the verb, and then gender. Now again, I can do it just listening to the recording and then marking what I hear, all right? But right now I want to do it alone and then I'm going to listen to it and apply what she does. And then we have a list of age and ethnic and barriers, right? You morph across gender and age and ethnic barriers. So. If I were to say just ethnic barriers, I'd probably stress the word barriers, right? Again, a descriptive, descriptive phrase. But here, since you're, I'm listing things more across gender and age and ethnic barriers, right? So I'm listing like one, two, three. This is why my intonation changes a bit and I go higher in pitch for ethnic and then drop barriers, although I probably normally stress the word barriers in a phrase like that. And then the question, think of the words that are stressed. What do you think should be stressed here? Probably share, that's the verb, more important than can and you. And also the second verb, began. Can you share how, it, how this all began? So this is the first step. The second step would be to reduce function words. So here we have, so we could do just, what I like to do is just, take away the, the vowel letter, it's more clear. I could just put a schwa there as well. Do whatever works better for you. So here I do something like, let's take it, take it, let's take it back. And here we have to the, so I'm gonna reduce this, like this, to the cornerstone. And then we know that av is pronounced as of, of your work to the cornerstone of your work, and your reduces to your, so I'm gonna do something like this, which is, which is, which is, there is no I here, and this is actually a Z, so I'm gonna change it to a Z, which is really a piece of it, of it, so instead of saying of it, I'm gonna do something like this, a piece of it is about, is about, is about, because I'm reducing it, about and also the a here is a schwa about so it's like 
a schwa, a z, schwa, and a b. It's about, it's about being culturally inquisitive, no reductions here. And through your wide, and through your, right, not your, and through your wide array of, wide array of characters, you morph. It's not you morph, no. You morph across gender and age. So I don't have to say and age. Gender and age and ethnic barriers. Of course, I could say gender and age and ethnic barriers. Like if I really want to stress the and, because it's the final and at the end of my listing of those features, gender and age and ethnic barriers, right? I took a little pause before then. It's okay to pronounce it fully with a D at the end. But in general, I want to reduce it to this N sound. And then the question, can you, turns into... Can you, can you share how this all began? Can you share how this all began? All right. So what I want to do now is to listen to the recording and see how we can play this. Now there's a really cool feature on YouTube that allows us to listen to the video in half the speed. And that way we can notice small nuances that we usually don't get when we're playing at a normal speed. So what we're gonna do now is listen to it in normal speed again, and then I'm gonna point out everything that we did here, and then we're gonna listen to it in slow motion. All right, so let's start. So let's, let's take it back to the cornerstone of your work. Okay, so she starts, let's take it back. So, so she goes really high in pitch here. Let's take it back. If I don't feel super comfortable with going so high, I can keep the same melody, but just lower the pitch a little bit. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Now this kind of wave form of wave-like intonation pattern where you start really high is not necessarily related to the actual phrase that you're seeing, this is a very common pattern of American speakers when they start a new idea. And that draws the listener's attention into what they're about to say. It means there is something new coming up right now. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. And then she says something like, to the cornerstone of your work. So she didn't reduce the two to tip because she took a little break after. It was like, I'm trying to think of what I'm saying or just like she's holding or waiting with what she's about to say because of anticipation, creating anticipation. So that's totally okay. Since we're practicing reductions, I do want you to reduce it to the cornerstone. Which is really a piece of it is a Okay, which is really, see how she prolonged the word really, which is, which is, and at the same time reduced, which is, which is really, and then she said a piece of it, a piece of it. Let's play it again. Really, a piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. Okay, so a piece of it is about, a piece of it is about, I can even do something like this. A piece of it is about, all right, so I changed it a bit. Now listening to her, I think this is even better. A piece of it is about, 
That's all connected. So notice it is not a piece of it is about or a piece of it is about, right? Pronouncing every single syllable, every single vowel. That way it's a little less clear and harder for me to figure out what exactly I'm saying. You know, English has so many words. And if I say every word clearly, it's going to affect the message. I always like to think of it as if English is like spoon feeding. I'm going to give you, I'm going to help you understand what the important words are by prolonging them, by raising the pitch and reducing everything that is less important. You know, the brain does that anyway when you're reading, right? You're reducing all the time. You don't read every single letter. There are all these, you know, exams on Facebook that you see a, a text and they're asking you, can you understand what it says? And you see that you can read it, although some words are reduced or letters switch places. So this is something that we do all the time, but when we, we don't think about it. And now what I'm trying to do is to get you to think about it and do it deliberately. So let's continue. A piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. Here it's a, we find a phrase with three content words and notice how she slows down when she gets to that part. And let's continue. And through your wide array of characters. You okay, and through, she here she does your, cause she pauses a little bit, and through your wide array of characters. And I actually like it, so I'm gonna keep it. And but I could also say, and through your wide array of characters. Do you see the difference? And through your, I took some time, wide array of characters, then here I'm kind of like uh, not, not reducing it in comparison to, and through your wide array of characters, it's all a question of focus. And let's continue. You morph across gender. You morph across, you morph, yeah, totally reduce. You morph across gender. Age and ethnic barriers. An age, n, 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 right? It's not and age. Can you share how this all began? Can you share? So she does pronounce the U fully because she's stressing it. So it's either asking, can you share, raising the pitch for you, or you can just say, can you share, can you share, stressing the share. And I'm going to keep it that way because I want you to get used to reducing all those function words. Can you share how this all began? So let's go over it one more time and this time in slow motion. So we're going to go to the settings here and go to speed and 0.5. And then I'm going to take us back to the same starting point and start again. So let's Let's take it back. Let's take it back, right? I really hear the melody here. Let's take it back to the cornerstone of your work. So we can even see the way her mouth moves when she opens her mouth for the stressed words or the open vowels to the cornerstone and then it's reduced of your of your work and I want you to repeat the same thing in the same rhythm in slow motion. It's super effective. Which is really... See? Which is... Which is... Really? See how long that word is? A piece of it is about... A piece of it is about... That was even fast for half the speed. Alright? A piece of it is about... That was even too fast for some speakers. 
although it was half the speed, just to show you how quickly you go when a lot of words are reduced together. A piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. And here she slows down, she really slows down. That's a stressed part with being culturally inquisitive. This is this main subject. This is what she's trying to get to. All right, this is a strong, very strong uh, expression. And through your... And that was quick. Through mildly stressed, your... Your, that was not reduced at all. Wide array of characters. But see how quick the of was? It was so quick that you couldn't even hear it in half the speed. Wide array of characters. So it wasn't even a schwa, it was just like a quick v sound. You morph across gender. You morph across gender. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. You morph across gender. You really hear the melody here. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Let me continue. And age and ethnic barrier. And when she's listing something, then every word reaches a different pitch. And gender and age and ethnic barriers, right? We don't want to reach the same pitch, the same note, every single word. That gets boring. Can you share how this all began? Now, again, she goes high in pitch, indicating that there is a, a new subject. Now she's asking the question, can you share? It's like at the beginning when she said, let's take it back. Can you share, right? I'm starting a new subject. This is actually the question before it was the exposition to what I'm about to ask. Can you share, All right? So it's not necessarily her stressing the word you, it's about applying that wavy intonation, that's how I call it. I like to imagine it like a wave at the beginning. Can you share, and then the actual question, how this all began, right? This is reduced, how this all began. All right, so one last time. I'm gonna read the lines and you repeat after me. Let's take it back to the cornerstone of your work, which is really, which is, which is, which is really, a piece of it is about, a piece of it is about being culturally inquisitive. And through your wide array of characters and through your wide array of characters you morph across gender and age and ethnic barriers so i build it up gender age ethnic barriers can you share or can you share how this all began. Can you share how this all began? Let's take action now. Remember, understanding something without putting it to practice is not going to make it stick. So I want you to download lesson four worksheet and start your effective practice. So there, I actually prepared a speech for you 
and I um, prepared the script with instructions. So I want you to do that. I want you to analyze that uh, script. Then I want you to open your calendar and decide when you're going to start your video practice technique. Okay, remember it only takes six minutes a day and decide what topic you will discuss. Okay, you can even start by writing the bullet points. And so at least it's there. So when you're ready to record the video, you don't need to start thinking about what to do and what to say. So you should do, you should do it right now. Okay, so in this lesson, I taught you my three effective practice techniques and we learned how to analyze speeches, which is a lot of fun. And I want you to remember this. You never fail until you stop trying. This may not feel natural at first. This will feel as if you're going against every fiber in your being because it's against your internal rhythm and stress patterns and everything that you've been doing without thinking about. Okay, so it's going to be it might be challenging, right? It might feel off. You might feel artificial and fake and all of that, right? So don't let all of these negative words get in your way because it doesn't mean that you are not succeeding and it definitely doesn't mean that you're, you're failing at it, right? You got to keep on trying and keep on trying until you make it your own, until you learn how to tone it down, until you manage to control your tongue and your voice and your rhythm. You never fail until you stop trying. This is what Albert Einstein said. So remember that no matter what you're working on, pronunciation, intonation, um, stress, whatever it is, you only fail if you stop, okay? So always give it a try. Every time you do something, something clicks, something changes, something in your subconscious mind is making all the connections, that's all you need. And then one day you'll feel like, hey, this is so effortless. I totally get it. You'll listen to yourself and be like, oh, is this how I sound? Damn, I sound good. Okay, that's gonna happen to you. Just don't stop. And it doesn't mean that you need to practice every day, but you need to be attentive, you need to be open, and you need to be ready to change. I hope you enjoyed this module and all the exercises here, and I will see you in module number five. Bye.